Hello, my friends, and welcome back <clears throat> to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 112. And today is Divine Mercy uh, Sunday. So uh, let's first begin with the act of contrition. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary Ever Virgin and all the angels and saints and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion. Christe Lysion, Christe Lysion, Christe Lysion. Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion. Glory to God in the highest and peace to people on earth. We praise you, we bless you. We adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. <clears throat> like newborn infants, you must long for the pure spiritual milk, that in him you may grow to salvation. Alleluia. That's from... Uh, First uh, Peter chapter two verse two, and this one here is interesting. I think it's from Fourth uh, Ezra, I believe, which is interesting. Receive the joy of, of your glory, giving thanks to God, who has called you to the heavenly kingdom. Alleluia. Interesting. Okay, so now this is Divine Mercy Sunday. So we are in year B. <laughs> I really hate the uh, category lettering. Second cycle, I guess you could call it. So let's begin. Um, first reading is from the Book of Acts. They were of one heart and mind. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 35. The community of believers was of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. But they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles bore witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great favor was accorded to them all. There was no needy person among them, for those who owned property or houses would sell them, bring the proceeds of the sale, and put them at the feet of the apostles, and they were distributed to each according to need. With the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Psalm 118, 
the responses. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love is everlasting. Alleluia. Let the house of Israel say, His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving his love is everlasting. Alleluia. I was hard pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his for, for his love is everlasting. Alleluia. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has, has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Hallelujah. I got that jumbled up a little bit. <laughs> okay. First John. The second reading is 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 to 6. Whoever is begotten by God conquers the world. Beloved, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is begotten by God. And everyone who loves the Father loves also the one begotten by him. In this way, we know that we love, we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whoever is begotten by God conquers the world, and the victory that conquers the world is our faith. Who indeed is the victory over the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came through water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water alone, but by water and blood but by water and blood. The Spirit is the one that testifies, and the Spirit is, is the truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. You believe in me, Thomas, because you have seen me, says the Lord. Blessed are those who have not seen me, but still believe. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. Eight days later, Jesus came and stood in their midst. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were in fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord, and Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, 
unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my fingers in, in the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are written, that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that though and that through his this belief you may have life in him. The Gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read a passage here. This is a quote from uh, Faustina's diary. Uh, it's from a book called Consoling the Heart of Jesus, Prayer Companion, from uh, the Do-It-Yourself Ignatian Retreat. It's by Michael E. Gately. Um, Gately, I'm going to spell his last name. G-A-I-T-L-E-Y. Michael E. Uh, Gately. Now, um, I desire trust from my creatures. Encourage souls to place great trust in my fathomless mercy. Let the weak, sinful soul have no fear to approach me. For even if it had more sins than there are grains of sand in the world, all will be drowned in the unmeasurable depths of, of my mercy. Let the great sinner place their trust in my mercy. They have a right before, before others to trust in the abyss of my mercy. My daughter, write about my mercy toward tormented souls. Souls that make an appeal to my mercy delight me. To such souls I grant even more graces than they ask. I cannot punish even the greatest sinner if he makes an appeal to my compassion. But, on the contrary, I justify him in my unfathomable and inscrutable mercy. Right before I come as a just judge, I first open wide the door of mercy. He who refuses to pass through the door of my mercy must pass through the door of my justice. My daughter, write, the greater the mercy of a soul, the greater its right to my mercy. Urge all souls to trust in the unfathomable abyss of my mercy, because I want to save them all on the cross the fountain of my mercy was opened wide by the lance for all souls. No one have I excluded. 
my secretary, write that I am more generous towards sinners than toward the just. It was for their sake that I came down from heaven. It was for their sake that my blood was spilled. Let, let them not fear to approach me. They are the most in need of my mercy. Be not afraid of your Savior, O sinful soul. I make the first move to come to you, for I know that by yourself you are unable to lift yourself to me. Child, do not turn, do not, sorry, child, do not run away from your father. Be willing to talk openly with your God of mercy, who wants to speak words of pardon and lavish his graces on you. How dear your soul is to me. I have inscribed your name upon my hand. You are engraved as a deep wound in my heart. My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world. Who can measure the extent of my goodness? For you I descended from heaven to earth. For you I allowed myself to be nailed to the cross. For you I let my sacred heart be pierced with a lance, thus opening wide the source of mercy for you. Come then with trust to draw graces from this fountain. I never reject a contrite heart. Your misery has disappeared in the depths of my mercy. Do not argue with me about your wretchedness. You will give me pleasure if you hand over to me all your troubles and griefs. I shall heap upon you the treasures of my grace. O soul steeped in darkness, do not despair. All is not yet lost. Come and confide in your God who is love and mercy. What joy fills my heart when you return to me. Because you are weak, I take you in my arms and carry you to the home of my father. You see, my child, what you are of yourself. The cause of your falls is that you rely too much upon yourself and too little on me. But let this not sadden you so much. You are dealing with the God of mercy, which your mercy cannot exhaust. Remember, which your, sorry, which your misery cannot exhaust. Remember, I did not allot and only a certain number of pardons. Do not lose heart in coming for pardon, for I am, for I am always ready to forgive you. Write this for the benefit of distressed souls. When a soul sees and realizes the gravity of its sins, when the whole abyss of the misery into which it is immersed itself is displayed before its eyes, let, let it not dis despair, but with trust let it throw itself into the arms of my mercy, as a child the arms of its beloved mother. These souls have a right of priority to my compassion, compassionate heart. They have first access to my mercy. 
Tell them that no soul that has called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. I delight particularly in a soul which has placed its trust in my goodness. Well, this is extremely beautiful. Definitely it is. And it's something um, that every Christian should pay attention to. It's one of the most beautiful things. The, uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is, it's beautiful. And the Divine Mercy message is fantastic. Um, definitely, it's something to meditate upon. I mean, there's so much uh, beautiful words here. It's private revelation. We're not compelled to believe it, but it definitely is beautiful. I mean, his wounds, when he's resurrected, it's always pointed out that his hands, his feet, and the pierce, his pierced side that those wounds remain and because he is he is still their trophy their trophy and the beautiful beautiful part about it is that it's meant to it's basically he is still the intercessor he is the high priest and intercessor he is still pleading and still interceding for souls, repented souls, and yet I believe, if anything, souls yet unborn. You know, those who have not come into the world yet. And that's beautiful. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Problem is we live in a society now that it's becoming post-Christian and decadent and uh, cruel. Definitely cruel. Definitely um, with the abortion, with the transgender thing. It's a, it's a, a decadent society that is devouring itself. Um, political uh, cannibalism, um, social cannibalism, sexual cannibalism. It's a society that's eating itself, devouring itself. And it's, it's scary. It's definitely scary. You know, the, um, uh, I think, I don't know who was it. Was it G.K. Chesterton or C.S. Lewis said that the classical pagan um, with reason and poet, uh, looked for God through reason, but in poetry and myth. In art, 
and eventually uh like the Greeks and the uh like the Greeks and the Romans the myths was Christianized but the neo the neo pagan divorces itself from this marriage to, uh, you know pulls away for selfish reasons even from the classical myths and from reason and it's it's basically a divorce and the neo-pagan is self-centered I'm paraphrasing uh, is also self-loathing and basically it's cannibalistic because it wants to believe it's the future but it's not it only lives for the present it only the, the neo-pagan lives only for the moment it's, it's, you know, it's true. You know, um, human sacrifice, like the Carthage, the people of Carthage, they, they had a bronze iron oven and their worship was they threw their babies alive into the ovens. And... It was purely because they they became such a powerful, decadent society, urbanized society, that it developed a self-loathing because anybody who sacrifices their young becomes a society that has turned in on itself. They're basically turning in on their future. I mean, think about it. They, it. It's 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 obvious. I mean, uh, the so-called sophisticated progressive environmentally conscious, population control conscious, are not having any kids. The average maybe could be zero point one. 0 0.1 meaning it hasn't it doesn't go beyond one and it's slow it's quickly becoming 0, 0.0 i know most people have only one child that is the non-religious politically correct um environmentally conscious people do not have only have one child and that's becoming scarce now those who are in a sense conservative but not religious conservative but not religious um i know one friend who has one child Another one only has two. And 
the third above average has three. That's very and 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 they're not that religious. Now I said only I have one friend who has one. I also know one coworker that only has one child. Both of these have daughters. Okay, one has one son, and then two daughters. I mean, yes, I believe uh, two two kid two daughters. Another one has two kids, a son and a daughter. Another coworker. They only have uh, another one, not friends, but a, a worker, co-worker. I won't go any further details on that. They have only one child. Now, this is, now you probably think that's quite a lot there. No, 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 no. Others I know, um, another one only has two, majority no kids. No kids. These I count on my hand. Um, another one, actually, I just came up with another one, lives in New Jersey, has two kids, son and a daughter. But still, the vast majority, no kids. The vast majority, not married. All right? vast majority and that's like I said that is a common that is the common denominator 0, 0.0 now the ones I mentioned to you are now in a way not um, are not religious in any sense of the word some may be conservative but doesn't necessarily mean they're religious other than the majority are going to vote Democrat because that's that matches their lifestyle. But like I said, vast majority can be um, are very anti-religious and no kids. But still, they say if you go to the countryside or the Midwest, you're going to see above average. You're going to see people who are more church going people who have lived more conservatively and that's going to be very interesting in the, in the next 20, 30 years because the vast majority of the left, politically left, socialist left, don't have kids and when they start reaching middle age, it's going to be very interesting. Myself, I'm not married and I don't have any kids. Now, does that, that doesn't necessarily make me politically left, but still... I think I would still place myself within a statistic. All right, let's uh, end it here and we'll go for prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. 
Pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who prowl the world, seeking the world of souls. Amen. Okay, and the creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand, of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And of his kingdom will have will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, and who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, folks. Uh, once more, Happy Easter. We're going into the second week of Easter. So God bless you and your families. And please pray for me. Remember me in your prayers. And remember, I do have a Facebook page, uh, The Informed Catholic. You can go there, check out. I do have some articles that you might find inter interesting on Fulton Sheen. Okay, so God bless. <laughs>